I can do that. Easy. Hey man, let me show you what you're doing wrong. Hang tight, I'm gonna come get that board. Okay. Hand it over, Pops. Really? Yeah. You want this? <laughs> no, I'll be fine without it. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey Hawk, welcome to the Eagle's Nest. Wait, no. Oh, call 911! Call 911! Why'd you let me do it, man? I'm not even wearing a helmet. Hey guys, my new tour, Come Together, starts December 30th in Honolulu, Hawaii. This is the first leg of tour dates. So many more to come. You can get tickets at tomsegura.com slash tour. <laughs> I can't believe I did it. Ah oh, man, I'm gonna need another nerve transfer. What's your blood type, Tony? Not yours. <laughs> I can see my dad. <laughs> this week on Two Bears, One Cave. He says I'm an alcoholic, edit this out. Yeah, Drew. <laughs> Look, Steve, what's happening, buddy? I haven't seen porn that has more intensity than that. As long as it breaks, you're cool. If it doesn't, if it doesn't break, break you get knocked <laughs> unconscious. Huberman's gotta be disgusted with you. Huberman doesn't know what to do with me. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hey guys, brand new episode of Two Bears, One Cave. Fan favorite Steve-O's with us today. Uh, fucking, and he's got a new special. What is it? What's the name of the special? I didn't Steve-O's even... Bucket List. Oh, that's right. Holy shit. It is insane. It, it is insane. You know, a long time ago we talked about, a long time ago we talked about, was it this special? No, it was my, my one before. That was my gnarly special. The one that you came over to the house to watch? Yes. And you consistently are changing the genre of stand-up. You're doing it your own way, which I think is so cool because you got to stand-up late in life and you were making it your own, which is so impressive. So many of us, and I say us, just comics, like so many people, and I just had a long conversation about this the other night, see the path in the forest and they walk down that path thinking, well, that's why you get to the water, realizing if everyone's going to the same lake, the water's going to be low. If everyone's walking down that exact same path, you get to the water, everyone's drinking out of the same fucking water. Sometimes people are pissing in it. You've taken a new path in the forest every time, and I think that's so fucking impressive, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude, we have, like, it's, it's multimedia the way that I do my comedy. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was a gradual thing. My, my first special, I did some fucked up shit on the stage, but it was just me and a microphone and what happened on the stage. Let's talk about the origins of your of you as a live entertainer, because I think this is interesting. You had, during Jackass, when you were partying, you would go to bars and light your ass on fire, like light yourself on fire. Way before Jackass. Oh, like, before uh, Jackass. Yeah, I mean, my... my uh, entertainment career in a professional sense started when I went to Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Clown College in 1997, which was in Sarasota, Florida. That is, uh, P.T. Barnum is a game changer. Oh yeah, he's I a, mean, that, it, that man. You know, I heard a story about him. There was the uh, there was a giant. Someone pr to disprove religion buried a huge stone giant in their backyard, and then. Had people dig it up. This is like in the in not, turn of the century. Remember, P.T. Barnum was big. And uh, it was called the Brightling Giant or something. And 
they dug it up and then everyone thought it was real. They thought that the Bible was real, that there were giants that walked the earth before. And he put it on display. P.T. Barnum offered him $50,000 to buy that giant so he could put him in, in his museum in New York City. And the guy said no. And P.T. Barnum simply built a replica and then said, I've got the original one. That one's a fake. And people just bit. And they and and then because of P.T. Barnum, they found out his was fake. That guy's a fucking. Do they when yeah. you go to clown college? Do they do you take classes in promotion in P.T. in Is there like a history class? I mean, it, it, it was uh, considerably more akin to boot camp than college. Really? It was uh, like eight weeks. It was um, a big tax write off for the circus uh, for the course of those eight weeks. Uh, with the exception of Sundays, six days a week, we trained 14 hours a day. Like unicycles and stuff? Uh, they would break up the day. It would be uh, in the, like, whatever, the, you know, the, it was being in a big theater, the Sarasota Opera House. We'd be in there at 8 a.m. We'd do, like, a morning workout, like, stretching, whatever. We would have, like, uh, hours broken down for, like, acrobatics, dance, uh, improv, skills, circus history, um, you know, and uh, the makeup. They didn't teach us any, any makeup. They they on the very first day of clown college, they they gave us all um, makeup kits. And they said you will receive no instruction. Just like uh, you know, that would be against the how it works. You know, you just gotta figure it out. No instruction. You figure it out today, and then you do it again tomorrow, and you do it again. Then by the time you're done, you will have arrived at what your makeup is what the way that you do it oh wow and um, is there a picture of you with your makeup oh oh yeah there's a million of them and um the the thing is the grease paint it like a little goes a long way and nobody's gonna respect like how so like they there it's it's almost a ritual it's like anal sex <laughs> it was like an absolute rid, ritual where when everybody gets done with their first try they're waiting with cameras at, at the room so you walk out of the room and they take your picture and everyone's just a goddamn mess really but after the eight weeks everybody's top notch and so uh and so the I think people forget. There's there's a clown. If I'm not mistaken, I think his name is Mr. Noodle. He was on. Can you please Google Mr. Noodle? He was on. He's like he's got a a scholarship. He's got a a MacArthur grant. Mr. Noodle. He's like the world's greatest clown. Uh, oh, is that uh, Bill Irwin? Yeah, Bill yeah, Irwin. Yeah, Bill Irwin. He went to clown college. My daughter made me laugh. He, he yeah. was he was a graduate of clown college. He's one of like uh, I want to say. Four people who uh, became there's Bill Irwin, Bill Irwin, Penn Jillette is a clown from no. Clown College, yeah, and and me. And I'm, I'm not sure that there's any, uh, anybody else that that has like you know pe people really know them, but yeah, Bill Irwin's the most talented fucking dude ever. My daughter made me laugh so hard when she was like three years old, maybe just old enough to barely talk. She said, uh, "You know, Mister Noodle." And I said, yeah. She goes, do you know what his brother's name is? I said, no. Do you know what his brother's name is? No. Nah. Mr. Noodle. <laughs> <laughs> it made me giggle. So I, I, every time I think of Mr. Noodle, his brother's name is Mr. Noodle. But, yeah. So wait, so so you, you're in clown college. And I, I just find yeah. this interesting. And I, I was, I want, there's so much I want to talk to you. I want to talk about your, yeah, I want to talk about your, your animal sanctuary. I want to talk about sex sobriety and food sobriety and all the different sobrieties you have. Sure. I, Oh, yeah, that, that's the one where uh, the, me, me on the right is my first 
uh, ever attempt. You know, and, and I'm, apologies for alienating people who are only listening on audio and don't have the visual I don't component. Know if that, um, it looks like it looks like a chick who got a train run on her by uh, the Wu Tang Clan. No, it looks like a guy who just went down on a woman at the worst part of the month and like. Like with a world record flow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that used too? Yeah, that's my graduation photo from uh, Clown College. There, no where way. I'm like, they 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 designed my uh, my deal as like kind of a punk rock clown. That's not bad. It's and, pretty cool. And so I have a fear of clowns, but that doesn't bother me. The uh, what do you think of insane clown posse? I met I met one of the guys. Damn, Scary Matt, J. Like, uh, Violent J. Violent J. Violent J is in town right now to shoot a music video with me tomorrow for the song that we recorded because I'm resurrecting my rap career. Not yeah. resurrecting it. I'm redeeming <laughs> what no, happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, like I mean, when I, when I first decided I'm gonna be a rapper, like uh, Ed, I'm just gonna, it's gonna be like comedy gangster rap. It, like there, there was a good idea. I think I remember there. that phase. Yeah, there, there, I remember you. You took a. I, I remember. Is that the same time when you? Which I have a visual of all the time when you wrapped your dick in duct tape for Howard Stern. Ah, uh, that was one of a million things I did for Howard Stern. But um, the uh, the idea was a good idea. But the problem was at the time I was just so deep in the grips of drugs and alcohol that it had like all the like quality of the, of the funny just, just was lost. When you got sober, did you, was there a part of you that regret, like looked back and goes, man, I, I, did you, do you look back and go, I wasted a lot of years or do you, you have to look at some of it and go, it's crazy that all that got me to here and I'm really happy today. Well, yeah, it's, it's just back to the future, bro. You don't want to mess with the space time continuum and yeah. fuck up what you got going right now. Yeah. Cause I texted you the other day. You were t you posted yeah. a picture about aging, and I was like, "Dude, you are not supposed to be here." Yeah, I get it, and that meant a lot to me too, bro. It, it really did. Well, you're a special, dude. You really are. First of all, I've been a fan for a very long time, for a very, very, very long time. To have you as a friend is insane to me because it it speaks. I just never thought that would happen. But more importantly, to see you deal with some issues I'm dealing with in life, like aging, is a motherfucker. And yeah. getting older is a motherfucker. Yeah. And the fact that you even said that you, ha like, we were talking about food earlier, and the fact that you even, because you're in great shape. You've always been in great uh, shape. Oh, what I, do you I, mean? I, I, I fluctuate. Oh, I do, fluctuate. Do you want to see fluctuation? <laughs> yeah. But oh, so anyway, but, um, now I'm doing the rap thing properly. Like writing, like, you know, like funny songs. I've got one that I did with Violent J. It's, uh, you tell me what I what I should make the title. It was going to be called "I Love My Girl," but it's a song about how wonderful she is, except for that one week a month. Yeah, <laughs> you know when when the demon. I would just title it. Yeah, no. Well, we could, maybe maybe well, that's the hook. And then, I know, and then that's the that's the the play on words is you're really talking about the blood coming out of the. But I mean, I wonder if I have to bleep this. It sounds pretty aggressive. Yeah, that, that's an aggressive word for <laughs> You'll get maybe demonetized. You want to definitely bleep uh, that bleep one word. And everyone will think it's the N word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's just fun and funny, you know, like, yeah. um, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm just excited. But, but Violent J, man. Um, He's great. I, I met him uh, in Detroit. He yeah. came to a show. Very sweet dude. No makeup. Ooh, yeah. then, 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 yeah, that's, I've, I've still never laid eyes on him with that makeup, but I'm, I'm imagining that this week I, I will. He's got a, uh, he's got a clerk's vibe to him. He's the best, dude. Yeah. He's the best. You, you should get him on here. I would love to. He cast. was just at, uh, Skanks Fest. 
Yeah. He did an episode of Skanksfest, and I, I watched clips, and he's fucking hilarious. Dude, that's epic, man. Like, I can link you guys up. or, or Yeah, please, please. Them. I find guys like that. I find Insane Clown Posse legit insane. They have a, a hardcore fan base. Oh, like, yeah. you look at Insane Clown Posse. Oh, my God. I don't want to – I'm simply correlating them to other groups that I find that have diehard – Fans you want like to talk Slipknot. about marketing and the genius of marketing. These guys revolutionized Bro, the music industry. Because well, if you whittle everything down, you look at the way, like, Tom's always done thing on a ver- things on a very big level. You know, like, he always does things. He wants it to feel professional, look professional. You were someone that always, I always felt like, did it yourself. You wanted to, you were, you wanted control of it. I, I feel I'm a little bit that way, and I feel insane Clown Posse's got that. Like, they've got this, like, dude... We know how to talk to our fans, and that's what we do. And don't tell us we're drinking Fago. I understand that it's hard to get, but it's where we—it's what we like. I love Fago, by the way. I fucking <laughs> love Fago. I love Fago. Yeah. Fago and Shasta are my two favorite sodas, without a doubt. I've been drinking a lot of Diet Shasta. Do you drink Diet drinks? No, nope. not at all. Soda's just a no-fly zone, man. Why? I mean, it's just stupid. But it's, it's so good. Yes, I mean, dude, on, I, I drink liquid death. The liquid death is. I mean, dude, a wise man once said that water is the only beverage. Water is the only beverage of the wise man. Period. Who's that? Who said it? Jesus. I don't know. Somebody, somebody smart. Like, uh, <laughs> there's literally no reason to drink a fucking drink other than water. <laughs> what about coffee? Yeah, I mean. Okay. What about? So let's talk about treats. When you have, so I'm certain you have my brain, and. I know, like, what are your treats? Like, what do you? I mean, okay, this depends. This depends. You asked me before we started recording, um, what's my diet like? And and it's like basically polar extremes. You know, there's me like when when I'm in a good place, and me when I'm in a bad place. You always seem like you're in a good place to me. Uh, I mean, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Just ask Niana that works here. I mean, she's thrilled with her Mint Mobile savings. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash B-E-A-R-S. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all 
in a single sugar-free stick. I got into the sugar-free sticks and I was one of those people who was like, oh, is this going to taste horrible now? I actually think it tastes better than any uh, a sports drink that has sugar. It's incredible and you get hydrated in such an amazing way. I take them with me everywhere. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Liquid IV contains no artificial sweeteners plus zero sugar in the sugar-free version. It has eight vitamins and nutrients and is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off when you first order. When you go to liquidiv.com and use the code CAVE at checkout as 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code CAVE at liquidiv.com. With my diet, like, you, you know, dude. Give me, a, give me a meal. Give me a meal that you, you're you proud of and a meal you're not proud of. Okay. And I'll I'll, I'll go a dad. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty proud of Taco Bell. I think that's the, um, that's like the best. That's one of my unproud meals. I, I th- Well, I think that Taco Bell's actually, like when it comes to fast food, like the, the healthiest. Because like what I'm ordering there. Um, doesn't have like the you know the, the meat. I don't know. I'm not gonna eat the meat, so I get like are a you vegan. Uh, I eat seafood, but okay. But, uh, so wait, what do you eat at Taco Bell? Okay. Their, their bean burrito is pretty fucking legit. Veg, veggie Power Bowl, you know, uh, right there. It's like by like uh, it's it's uh, I mean, or, or bean burrito fiesta veggie burrito. Flour's like not something I'm super proud of. Like, but 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 it's not like deep fried. You know, okay. Like, Mine's four be- four uh, Mexican pizzas. I, I fuck <laughs> up Mexican pizzas. I fuck up Mexican pizzas. And then my favorite thing they have is they stop making it, but you can get it. It's a beef Mexi melt. It's basically a beef soft taco with just cheese. Beef Mexi melts was like the fucking shit when they had it. The day they discontinued, it's funny. I remember the day Tupac de- died and the day they discontinued Mexican pizzas at Taco Bell. <laughs> Was it the same day? No. <laughs> I would have, you, you would have seen me in a fucking hate spiral. I would have been fucking hurting that day. I went out and I bought a ton of Mexican pizzas. Uh, the f- snack food, like uh, fast food for me, is always bad. I can't find any good sna- fast food. Oh, foods. dude, you're, you're not uh, going to the right part of the convenience store, dude. There's uh, there, there are these like, like kind of healthy... Um, like a protein bars kind of thing. Like, I, I see, think like, they're like, all. I think they're all bullshit. When I'm in a good place, uh, like that. Like, what are they called? Uh, like one. Oh, 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 Quest. Quest oh, bars. Oh, Quest, are fucking legit. Quest up, like, dude. I don't know fuck. how it's so good, and there's like no sugar in it. It's I got it's that got blueberry a, cobbler one is insane. Quest bars, dude. They've Quest has a maple and then there's sugar this, one. Then there's this barbell brand that has like cashews you know it's like kind of healthy candy bars yeah and, and I'm, I'm down with that yeah. when i'm in a bad spot i'm just wiping out the reese's peanut butter cups it's the best feeling in the world like, i've never been i've never been on like a full full drug bender but dude when i wake up from a nap and i'm in a bad spot i will suck down whatever candy bars are around until i'm physically ill right i mean i've never even come close i couldn't even imagine like a number of Reese's peanut butter cups where I would like tap out and be like, Oh, I can't eat it. I, I will eat them until they're gone. <laughs> right. Can I tell you the, the, the lowest my daughters have ever seen me like the lowest and I'm talking drugs, alcohol, fucking any addiction. 
Leanne, one time we were in Alabama, and Leanne made two plates of cookies. It's cowhead. Isn't that crazy? Cow time? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Answer him, man. I fucking love that motherfucker. Yeah. My buddies together. Dude, <laughs> he, he came to my show, and uh, I sent pictures of us together yeah. on stage. He's got the same tattoo as you do. Yeah. The grinder one. We, we, we matched them because yeah. we're really good friends. All right. I'll, ca- I'll call you later. All right. Later, buddy. All right. Love Bye. you. Yeah, dude. So, um... So, Leanne made my mouth watering telling you the story. But Leanne made two plates of cookies, one to take out the next day, and then one for everyone to share. And I ate roughly (laughs) 24 cookies. I ate the whole plate, and I was physically ill. And Isla walked in and said, where did the second plate of cookies go? I had woken up from a nap. I had been drinking during the day. I woke up from a nap, and I said, I ate them. And she looked at me and she went, oh, buddy, you don't look good. <laughs> like I was, my face was fucking me. She took a picture of it. She goes, this is the lowest ever. And then she went out and told everyone, dad ate a plate of cookies. And Leanne came in and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I couldn't help myself. Hot chocolate chip cookies? I couldn't, I, yeah. I couldn't, I, it's, I've cheated on women. I've never cheated on Leanne, but I've cheated on women. You know that feeling when you're like, oh, this is fucking happening. That was that was the only feeling. It's like being out of control, completely out of control. Yeah, that's right. I remember um, I grew up uh, mostly in London, England. That's like, crazy. Um, you, yeah. talk, you mentioned that in the new special. Yeah. I, I was born there, left when I was Everyone six months old. Everyone can get Steve-O special at Steve-O.com. Yeah. Get Steve-O special at Steve-O.com. How much is it? Do you, ever, do you know how much it is yet? Uh, I'm reasonable. It's behind a paywall. It's worth it. It's fucking worth it. This is, I want to say this is a stuff... But imagine if Jackass made Jackass, but Paramount wasn't included. Well, it's it, like it's stuff that would not be allowed no. to happen for Jackass. No, it is. It is every. I mean, there's surgery. There's. And, yeah, you, you didn't even see the part yet where uh, I, I get the general anesthesia in my vein while I'm riding a bicycle, and then if that's not fucked up enough. You know what an epidural is? Yes, I do. Yeah, a four-inch needle into your spinal cavity, and they inject a drug to paralyze you from the waist down. I found a motherfucker willing to give me that four-inch needle in my spine and paralyze my ass while I was in a full sprint. So I, epidural I, foot I, race. I, my asshole's tingling. Um, I, uh, I, oof, oof. I have a visual that I can't unsee, and that is you refusing to go under in Mexico. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I think of that every time I go to the, to the I, I had a colonoscopy recently and yeah. I just thought of you going, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. you have the most insane digital footprint, but, <laughs> but wait, uh, I keep I'm okay. skipping all over okay, the place. So, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little kid in England and in England, they didn't have Reese's peanut butter cups. They just didn't have them. So, like, Jesus. like my my friend who uh, whose father worked like at the U.S. Embassy. There was this like U.S. Embassy like canteen or whatever, and like going there oh and like God. he would get me like that was where where I would get my hands on him, you know. And I would have like a, just a, an absurd number of packs of Reese's peanut butter cups, and and this is how I would do it. Like I wouldn't like open up the pack, and I was like, I'm gonna. I opened up every pack so that like I so that I wouldn't have the annoying like ripping open the wrappers to interfere. I just got all the opening the wrappers out of the way and then just stacked them like fucking like towers of and and then just fucking 
Oh my like, god! Uh, and then there's no there's no limit. There's oh, I, no. I would I would have these fits okay. with with Girl Scout cookies. Let me let me tell you about what was my. Oh my god! I'm gonna, I think I'm going to relapse on sugar. I've yeah. had sugar in seventy four days. Oh damn! I've had sugar in seventy four okay, days. Then I'll tell you my rock bottom. What what got me into the food program for the first time? My mouth's actually fucking watering. Yeah. Oh okay. man, this is bad. Went, this is why you're not allowed to talk about partying stories in AA, huh? I mean, it's not that you're not allowed to. It's well, just I don't that... know when they am. Just talking about her. <laughs> keep the, going, keep okay. going. Um, my, my rock bottom, at one point, one of my bottoms, I went to go see that Joker movie, the, the Joaquin Phoenix one. By the way, sidebar, that's a great name for a special, Steve-O's Rock Bottoms. And you just <laughs> tell all your rock bottoms. That's fucking fascinating. Yeah, that, that, uh, I, 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 I dig it. Now, at the concession stand going into the Joker movie, I... um. I just I, I I knew I wanted a caramel popcorn and then they have like the plastic tub like the full fucking the little mini bucket of caramel popcorn but I also wanted uh, the the red vines and they only had the fucking jumbo pack like a jumbo pack of red vines and yeah. a bucket of caramel popcorn and I just sat there and and I would take a handful of the caramel popcorn fill my mouth and then take a fistful of the red vines and chew it all together in concert you know oh like just ch- and, and this combination of caramel popcorn and red vines as i chewed it all together in my mouth was just so fucking delicious i love when people introduce you to shit like that you know someone introduced me to fucking uh to hot popcorn with m and m peanut m ms inside it and then all the peanut m ms get soft and by the way <laughs> caramel popcorn po- caramel popcorn sneaks up on you you forget how fucking good it is yeah you forget caramel popcorn is like a hand job from a dude you're like oh wow this is better than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> you're like fuck every time we would have people deliver us we have popcorn we have caramel popcorn downstairs right now that oh, i've shit. been looking at that i've been looking at i haven't had sugar in 74 fucking wow, days dude. i haven't had sugar i'm proud of you man but isn't alcohol filled with sugar i haven't had alcohol Oh what? Are you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you're like white knuckling it? No, no. I'm not sober, but like, uh, oh, so you're yeah. smoking weed? If I'll, I'll smoke weed if I want to, and if I, I've, I've always said I wish Xanax worked for me on a flight. It only works for me at home, and I don't find a usefulness for it at home. Dude, but so like, funny, man. Like, I remember when I was in rehab, and by the way, so far I've, inter- I've interrupted you twice. I'm really trying to be a lot better about uh, that. By the way, don't worry. I'm interrupting you nonstop. This no. is what we do. Keep going. Okay. If you don't like it, I'm so sorry. I, I, I care about improving my... I do too, but I can't help it. Yeah. I, keep going. Okay. Um, when, when I was in rehab, right? Like, um, By the way, always interrupt me if you're going to tell a story about rehab. Okay. For for and rehab for drugs, like this is right right around the time when it's so crazy that I was I was in the psychiatric ward, like like the day or two after my intervention, and uh, and I was I was like man like like it's like blowing snot I mean it felt like like it was weird and and I was trying to figure it out that was when I discovered that I have the huge hole in the the wall in between in the center nose. in the center yeah that like i don't even know if it's not a is it a septum it's I, a step. yeah, yeah. perforated septum perforated. not a deviated it's a perforated meaning there's a whole fucking hole going through my septum the wall in my nose and knoxville um knoxville came and visited me in rehab with with bam and, and i was That's like ironic yeah and i was like I was like, uh, dude, I, I, you know, I, I got this, this fucking hole in my nose. I'm like, pretty sure. Like, I, let me see if I can fucking 
stick something through it, you know? And we're like, what are we going to do? So Knoxville took the shoe, the shoelace out of his uh, Converse Chuck Taylor. <laughs> and, and I literally just stuck the, the little plastic fucking nub at the end up one nostril through the fucking hole and, and threaded my nose with the shoelace. Do you still have the perforated septum? Oh yeah. It doesn't go away. Oh, for real? Yeah. It doesn't grow back like your liver. <laughs> no, no, it, does, it does not grow back. No, and 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 I. Absolutely... Why? Why did rehab work for you? I I was just ready, man. Well, you were was, you I, were ready. I was ready. Well, okay, dude. here's the thing, because like I, I'm I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. I mean, I'm gonna drink again one day. I don't know when. I think I'm gonna do it on my cruise. But uh, I would have I would have already drank if you're watching this. Probably I'm guessing, considering it's my birthday. I'm gonna be in the Cayman Islands. If you're watching this, I probably already drank. And um, by the way, I'm, I have no attachment to sobriety because I am smoking pot if I want to. So it's not sobriety for me. California sober, dog. California sober, yeah. <laughs> I don't even—is that a real thing? Uh, I mean, I, I don't. Not in your programs. It, it, it's not something that has a, a, a particularly good track record that I'm aware of. It, yeah, well, it's it, well because then the thing I think with sobriety is it's nice to be clean and be like. Yo, I got a, I got something I'm holding up. It's it's kind of nice to have like a, it's like a record. It's the same thing with a diet. Oddly yeah, enough. a streak. Yeah, I find I find dieting similar. I've been eating pretty much paleo or a caveman uh, since for 74 days, and so with a diet and and not drinking, it's just really keep staying away from sugar. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like. The treat thing is the thing. Like, do you, were you were, was alcohol ever your thing? I mean, I could never even fathom going a single day without it. Really? Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, you went cold. Not cold turkey. You, you just were you really just going? I'm done with it. Well, it or was, were there times where you're like, who is Stevo? Like, what is what is I, what I, am I, I yeah. without alcohol? I, I, it, it was it was gnarly, and and uh, I think the difference is. Uh, I just was effectively humiliated into willingness. You know, like I could not control my behavior. Like I couldn't get through like any given day without perpetrating some bullshit that would make me feel so ashamed of myself that I wished that I could conjure up the courage to commit suicide. For real. And I couldn't. Yeah. So I was just like, loser at life, loser at death, <laughs> just trapped in, in misery. That's and, insane. Yeah. And I didn't even know it. Like, uh, I didn't even know it until I'd been like kind of sober for How a How many days bit. did you do in rehab? Well, it started in uh, the psychiatric ward. I was on California's 5150 law, they which means- Baker Act in uh, Yeah, exactly. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. 5150 law and Baker Act or Marchman Act, I think, in Pennsylvania. Um, it uh, it means that they can hold you locked up in a psychiatric ward against your will for 72 hours, which is three days. But when they got me, and Knoxville was the one who brought me in, you know, yeah. when they when when I when they got me to the hospital, this guy was like waiting for me at the car as it pulled up with like a wheelchair to wheel me in. I was like, I don't need a wheelchair, and I, like I spit on the guy, you know, like that was just normal for me at that time. Dude, that should be. By the way, I would love to see. I've had a lot of friends go to rehab. That's kind of the yeah. deal. When you party, you you have a lot of people go through the twelve steps. I've had a lot of apologies. I've had a lot Not of those apologies, things. amends, amends. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. My bad, or my amends. And so, <laughs> so, and so, uh, 
But one of the things that I find the most fascinating is even the people with willingness going to rehab, there is a moment of panic where they decide to fucking burn it to the ground. I would love to find that Instagram feed of just one orderly who just doesn't look like he deserves respect, who gets destroyed every time people check into rehab. Wow, I'll tell you, like I, I spit on the first guy, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, like I was pretty convinced that I was going to calmly talk my way out of it, but they had me dead to rights. There was no really? talking. And when I went, when I, when I kind of got the fact that I wasn't going to talk my way out of it and just be re- let go, I started to get grumpy, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? Like now, I want to smoke a cigarette. Like we're going to do this thing. I'm going to smoke a cigarette." And they were, they're like, "No, you're not going to." I was like, "No, I'm going to smoke a cigarette now." <laughs> and that's when I like I go to grab like a chair and I just pick up the chair and just throw it right. But yeah. like I don't even get that chair like into the air like orderlies just come out of nowhere and just grab really me. yeah like once you once you're gonna go and throw furniture in there like that's where they draw the line so i just get like i just get neutralized by orderlies and they'd pick me up and carry me over and, and put me on a stretcher and, and who's with you is knoxville there right no now? no no now i'm on my own in the guts of the cedar sinai that would give me i, I will tell you what, i've joked about going to rehab a lot and I, I often fantasize about how nice it would be to tap out for a month. Yeah. Uh, and just no phone, just really focus on myself, work on myself. Uh, that I, the, the thing that pulls me back is the panic moment where I realize I can't leave. Well, here's the thing. When they slam me down on this stretcher and I realize now that they're going to strap me to it and I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm like kind of claustrophobic and, and I don't, I, I don't want to be like strapped down to a stretcher. It's one of the I'm reasons like, I drink. And, and I'm kind of like, oh, I'll be good. And they're like, it doesn't even matter. Nah. They're like, it, like, it didn't even matter because then they put the, a needle in my butt cheek. There we go. It's called booty juice. Oh please. And like, I just like the needle just knocks you out. Like I taking this, and the next thing I know, I'm waking up from a nap. That's and awesome. now I'm in the part of the hospital where the doors don't, they they don't, you're just locked in, straight up locked in. And because of my uh, behavior, <laughs> they've now changed my status from 5150, which is 72 hours, to 5250, which means they've got me for two weeks. And thank God, oh, because Steve-o. had it been just 72 hours, that wouldn't have done it. I would, okay. I, I would have, if they let me out at 72 hours, I was straight back to the dealer's how house. How many days until you, until, how many days until you broke? It was you about like, seven days. Seven days, you're yeah. like. And, and, and the first, like, the first five days were like me negotiating with myself in my head. Like, ooh, you know, like, I know what they want to hear. I know what they want to hear. And I got to tell them what they want to hear to get yeah. out of here. And if I'm honest, I probably should knock it off with the ketamine and the cocaine and then, you know, the nitrous and the PCP and, you know, the <laughs> Aluminum head cleaner, <laughs> like just like, but but like I'm not gonna like ever stop drinking, and and for the love of God, I'm not gonna give up weed, you know. Yeah, so I'm like yeah. negotiating this patchwork of what I'm gonna consider my sobriety, but like I knew even then that my weed bones connected to my booze bone, and my booze bones connected to my coke bone, and my coke bones. You just can't not. I thought my weed bone was connected to my booze bone. I thought I really did, and that's why I was like. When I, when I stopped partying, I went... I mean, oh, do you get cottonmouth? You're thirsty. You need a drink. Oh, no, no, no. As soon as you have a drink, then you need to snort cocaine. And as soon as you snort cocaine, then you need to take pills. I uh, I did a podcast with Dan. Um, 
uh, dance odor. Okay. And I thought, I, and I thought, and I didn't, I didn't quit drinking. I didn't quit drinking for any other reason other than I wanted to lose weight. I dropped like 15 pounds and I, and for me, my old Bert was like, we're good. 15 pounds is good. Let's go back and let's get back on the horse. And, uh, and I'd be, I'd be lying if I didn't say that at certain times I feel like alcohol has helped define my personality. I'd be out of my mind if I didn't acknowledge that. So I would always lose some weight and get healthy, get back on the horse. And I thought I was going to with Dan. We did a podcast here. If anyone goes back, you can see the broadcast of me and Dan. And I wanted to party with him because I wanted to be fun. I wanted it to be fun and loose. And I said, I'm going to drink. I said to myself, I'm going to drink today. Today's the day I have to go back to drinking. It's very easy to start drinking again when you don't, when you don't have like a ton of like not drinking under your belt. And then he said, well, why don't you just smoke pot? And I said, if I smoke pot, I'm going to drink. And he goes, just don't. And he goes, better yet. And by the way, Dan is no therapist. I love him to death. But he goes, you've already said you're going to drink. So if you have to drink, you can drink. But try not to. Just see if you can smoke weed. Because he goes, weed can be fun. Because Dan's sober, but he's California sober. He's, he's had a big drinking problem. And so I smoked weed with Dan. And I, I had a really good time. And, I, and then I got tired. And I went to bed. And I slept. And then the next day, I tried it again. And so I've done that throughout. However... I can understand the very, very slippery slope that everything is connected. Like even with sugar, because the second I have a cupcake, yeah, it's you, you and I are done. not good at moderation. I'm not a moderate guy. Yeah, I like I like having rules. I love having rules. I do, and and I love living inside the rules. And I like I like breaking the rules. Like I was talking to someone the other day. I forget. I'm sure it was on a podcast. I don't feel like I talked to anyone if it's not on a podcast. Yeah, why and, would you? No shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that good at texting i'm horrible yeah I'm horrible. like uh how many people like get really butthurt over that uh tom segura and i had a fucking secret time tom segura is like very thoughtful and a lot better of a texter than you are we we had a i wouldn't say blow up but a huge meeting a big fucking thing about me not replying to people because i don't reply to anyone because what happens to me is like I did just answer two phone calls, which is crazy, but normally I don't. <laughs> normally oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, but like, like, look, here's, I mean, these are just, the, well, that's you. You just texted me. <laughs> uh, <that's, laughs> uh, this woman has mushrooms in Seattle. I don't really fuck with mushrooms. Yeah, I'd like that, to that microdose, guy. but I, it's uh, that's that for me is like. It, did I get too introspective on mushrooms, man? Would I, you ever like, do ayahuasca? Or is that that's breaking sobriety? I mean, like maybe I would back in the day, but I, I I'm not I'm I'm good being Are you sober. Happy? Ooh, you know I I put out a, my second book, and the final chapter. I think you're gonna really relate to this. The final chapter starts with that question in quotes: "Are you happy?" Really? And then I say that question has always fucked me up, man. It's offended me. You know, like it, it feels very like invasive. It feels very like personal, like, it, you know, because it upsets me so much because my gut instinct, like, am I happy? Like it, the first initial reaction when I contemplate the question is fuck no I'm not happy I'm I'm gripped by anxiety and stress like I'm I I I I I'm in this I have this default setting that just like 
if everything's okay right now, it's probably not. It's definitely not going to be okay if you're like, I'm screwed. Like, I'm going to lose everything. Like, I don't know why. It's just it's in my core. It's just what I believe. And I've got to, like, do something. Like, i got to frantically hurry up and hustle to try to set myself up so that maybe I'll be okay. But I know that I'm not. But I got to, you know, it's yeah. just something about, like, a, like I'm defective. I'm not going to be okay. Like, and uh, and that's like kind of the fire under my ass. Yeah. And the more I chewed on it, I thought about it, like really where, like where, where I wind up at it, you know, where I wind up in that chapter is that, you know, what, what is happy? What does it mean? You know, are you happy? That, that sounds to me like, like kind of synonymous with content. Yeah. And content sounds dangerously similar to fucking lazy <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah. What, what's being happy gonna get me what the fuck is it like like what's the benefit of that like yeah. well no no i'm like and, and I, I arrived at my conclusion which is if i had the choice of being happy or being just this gripped by anxiety and stress just fearful person i choose the hustle bro I don't have fucking time to be happy, man. I want to fucking hustle. I want to accomplish. I want to strive. I want to fucking kill it. <laughs> I I had a really hard time when I started not boot when I wasn't boozing. I had a really hard time finding motivation to work out. So my motivation always has been you owe this to yourself. You fucked up last night. Let's get in there and let's punish ourselves. And so I had a hard time finding the motivation. I think I've always had a I feel like I know I, uh, I edit his name out or don't, but like has this just edit his name out so he doesn't have to deal with the comments. But like has this, he's always feels like the shoe's going to drop like the fucking everything's going to fucking fall apart. When's, when's comedy going to stop? Even more than that, dude, every edit both their names out so that everyone doesn't <laughs> get into their comments and be like, because I know that, but, but it's like crazy. Because I have a thing where I go, I'm, a, I'm sometimes afraid that if I'm too happy, that means bad things are right around the corner. Like well, if, I, if, I'm, if I celebrate too much or if I don't pay the air flight, the anxiety, if I don't pay the tax of anxiety, then that's the day I die. Like it's, it's a weird, I understand what you're saying. Well, and, yeah, I, I mean, and I'm not, and I, and I will say this, keep the name in, I'm not Mulaney or Ali Wong, who they are just so undeniably talented in everything they do, everything they touch, everything they grace us with, they're f Chappelle or fucking Chris Rock. I'm Bert. I got to fucking hustle. I got to work hard. I got to fucking spend time working on my act. Not that they don't work on their act, but God damn it, I could watch Ali Wong eat crackers and I'd be like fucking entertained. Tell you this. Shoot. Netflix um, said that my bucket list special is, is too much dicks. Yeah. Oh, Steve-O, I can totally agree with him. I fucking, I've never seen more eye to eye with Robbie Pearl in my entire fucking life. By the way, I'm shocked. I'm shocked you're releasing it online. I'm shocked that it's allowed to go online. I haven't seen porn that has more intensity than that. Yeah. I mean, I would, they would, that would get flagged on Pornhub. By the way, yeah. great promos. I would put all these on Pornhub. I would yeah. put all your fucking stunts yeah. on Pornhub. I mean, it's, uh, it's aggressive. Yeah. It's fucking impressive dude i love that you're multimedia i love that you see things differently i love that it's i love the way you're doing your business and and to go back to to your you're not there was a point in your career where where things were gifted to you and then i would argue that you messed enough of those up where you had to start earning them 
Ah. Uh, like like Doctor Stevo, right? Was yeah. that that was like you probably didn't even know. You know, I bet you would be. I would be shocked if you knew what you made per episode on that. I think I made thirty. Yeah, and but like, and you thirty thousand bucks. And but you probably didn't do much pre-production. <laughs> you probably weren't sitting through post. You were just showing up, oh, getting dude. hammered. I was. Well, I actually kept it together while we were filming. But yeah. on any day that we weren't filming, I was unreachable, off the yeah. grid. <laughs> and so, like, but so those that moment of call Stevo. Give him thirty grand an episode, that went away. You go to rehab, and then you had to earn it back. And I—that's what I think. That's why I'm so impressed by where you are and what you're doing. And that's why I think this special's so, in fact, a special. So many people are are doing specials these days. That is a special. But you didn't. It wasn't gifted to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. It. Uh... Uh, I'm dad, I'm really proud of it too, man. Like I, I the my first special, like man, it did more harm than good. I wasn't ready for it. You, you don't know? think? Yeah, I wasn't. And, but here's the deal: none of our none of us are ready for it. There's yeah. a lot of people making them that still aren't ready for it. And I wasn't ready for mine. I did mine on Comedy Central. Comfortably dumb, comfortably dumb. Yeah. And to the, to this day, I've had people ask to buy it because they look at the catalog and they're like, "I want that one. I won't sell it." I won't let people see it. Oh, I want people to see my first one so that they can see how far I've come since then. Yeah, I, sometimes it's like it's like I, watching I, I, a chef. It's like watching a chef who goes, "I love basil," and then you're like, and then you then you see his, and then you watch him cook with basil a ton, and you, or garlic. Garlic's a good example. And then you're like, wow. And then when you try his later recipes, you're like, it's just garlic, and you're like. Yeah, but if you didn't see the first thing of me telling you how much I love garlic, you'd never know how much I love garlic now. Like, like if you watch my early specials, I think you, I think it, I don't know. I'm not, like, if you listen to my album, my album, albums used to be what specials are today. Like, we all, once we all figured out how to make an album, everyone released albums. We all sold them online. And, uh, and, and now that's kind of the same thing is now you realize it for, fucking 30 grand you can shoot a special put it up on youtube a lot of people are doing it wow. that was what albums were and you listen to my fucking I spent album so much more than that uh, that's well there's a dude in chicago that's making them for 30 grand I, I, he's a really fucking good that's i mean i mean i paid that just to the, the one guy that we know yeah <laughs> just oh the yeah one, one guy <laughs> oh i paid it to him too yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's worth it yeah he's your worth special's it. beautiful man it's, where it's, did you shoot that in england at uh, the hackney empire Really? Check it out. That 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 wall of TV sets. Yeah. Seven feet tall, twenty four feet wide. Not even including the the wings, which were more mountains of your, television sets. Your backdrop is impressive. Yeah, that was my my girl's idea. She's the production designer. Really? Yeah, it was like uh, well over a hundred old school TV sets, all like built together in a in a wall. So I went back to my college uh, recently. And I ran into a lot of people who were FSU. FSU, yeah. A lot of people were like, "I can't believe you've become who you are." I told you the FSU joke. No. What's the difference between the Atlanta Braves tomahawk chop yeah. and the Florida State tomahawk chop? What? At Florida State, you get three credits for doing it. <laughs> 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 that's pretty good that's a good joke yeah. that's a good joke we have a good uh, clown college at florida state or I've circus, heard about it. circus. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard about good it, yeah. circus so but i was 
there was a couple people when they said it, it meant a lot. Like I was like, yeah, you actually mean that. Like you didn't see me right. doing anything after college. But who are those people in your life that are like, like when they go like, I'm really like, is your dad still alive? Yeah. yeah. When your dad says, I'm proud of you, that must be a new. Oh my God. And I, I, my dad came out of retirement. He's my business manager now. For real? Yeah. That's why you're so smart. You did, you've done things that business wise that I've watched from the outside that Tom and I have texted about privately. Oh, wow. That were like, well, fucking. <laughs> I mean, you beat me to liquid death. Mm-mm. You, uh, no, but you're, but you're, you're, Dude. it's one of the things that no one knows about you is you're a pretty slick businessman. I, I mean, I, I, I certainly try. My, my dad, I made this um, documentary and I put it, it came out in 2004. 20 years ago. It was called Steve of the Early Years. It was like my way of finding a home for like like low-level video footage that I started out with. It just wasn't that badass on its own. So I was like, let yeah. me tell the story of, of how I got to where I was. And um, my dad was interviewed for that documentary. Dad said, the world is full of stupid people who try to look smart and they fall on their ass doing it. But Steve, I think, is actually actually is smart, and he does a great job of looking stupid. Guys, I'd rather <laughs> under-promise and over-perform. Oh, my God. That's the mantra that my dad gave. If I have a motto outside of if a little's good, a lot's better <laughs> that my dad instilled in me, it's uh, never over-promise and under-deliver. Have you ever talked to this? It's, it's a weird question, but like talk about under promising but just delivering the exact promise is Chris Pontius. Like he's he really seems ever since you saw first saw his cribs, he seemed like a guy who didn't need much and was really happy and content. And but I always wondered if there's something like I've always wondered a bunch of things. It, it does he have a good sense of humor? Like does he watch like the same comedy you watch and get it? Does he why haven't you guys ever started a podcast? I mean, like the fact that he's not on your podcast, he's great on your podcast, but like, but like, I've always wondered, like, have you ever talked to him as a friend and be like, Hey man, you should, you know what you should do? Cause he just seems like the quintessential California fucking beach fucking smile, dude. First off, he just did start a podcast. No way. It's called the Pontius show. He does it with, uh, with his wife, May. And um, uh, my episode, by this time, I'm sure, will be up. Really? Yeah. Um, and the answer to that question, what, like, what's Pontius like? I think he's so just naturally um, funny. You know, like, like when Jackass started, there was a guy um, – Named Brandon D. Camillo. I remember that guy. Was, I met that guy. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, came from like Bam Bam's circle world, of friends. Yeah. He was he was a part of Jackass in the very beginning, but he just kind of like he didn't didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. And and Brandon D. Camillo plus Chris Pontius, I thought were the two most naturally talented guys. So I was so jealous of them because they could they could just 
spin gold. They could make the most funny, like entertaining. Put a picture of Brandon D. Camillo. I remember that guy. Yeah, I remember them, and then there was. Uh... They didn't have. They didn't have to get hurt. They didn't have to take risks. They didn't have to be in horrible pain. But they do you didn't feel have like? To... Do you feel like? Do you feel like that? Because I, I probably understand. Like I, I. A good luck spelling Brandon D. Camillo. It's not, there's no apostrophe. It's D I C D I C A. There you go. Um, his freestyle rapping. Oh my God. Like, he's just like, I was just like, man, yeah. these guys, these guys just naturally have it. Like, for me to uh, make entertaining footage, like, I had to, I had to break myself. I had to, like, you know, like, and uh, I was just jealous of those guys. Him and Pontius. But like they nat they're naturally funny, and um, y you know like what's he like doing now? What's Brandon D. Camillo? Type in what see. Go I to think, the question. You know, I, I think that Brandon D. Camillo is is bartending now, and and he. Um, oh. I had somebody reach out saying, "Hey, Brandon's thinking about maybe getting back in the spotlight." Like uh, you know, and and I and I was like, wait, what? Wow. Well, hey, Brandon, open po open invite to come do my podcast. Dude, Brandon D. Camillo, like, he's this singularly the most talented person that ever had anything to do with Jackass. Really, I would submit that right. he's more talented than all of us put together. Really, he's so talented, dude. He's that guy is the most genius. But but you know that movie Road Trip. Tom Green's character, yeah. how he's just never left the town. Like he's, you know, Brandon was kind of a little the, bit like that. <laughs> that was kind of the beauty of all of Bam's crew was that, I mean, I could really get into the weeds about Jackass. Cause like I, I had emotional attachment to all you guys, <clears throat> but the beauty was the beauty of Ryan Dunn was that he, same beauty that Chris Pontius had is that he was like, I'm cool here. Like, yeah. I'll go out to LA. I'll do a minute to win it with Steve-O and Guy Fieri. I'll do it. But like, I'm also really cool just co going to the bar here and having yeah. dinner and hanging out with my friends. Like there's, there's a real nobleness to someone who, and I, if we're going back in the weeds, it is what's sexy about Tom and Rogan is that they don't give a fuck about fame at all. They really don't like Tom genuinely does not want to be famous. He has no interest in fame. He wants to be an actor. He wants to do creative projects he loves podcasting. He wants to build an empire. He wants to make a lot of money, but he does not care about fame. Whereas I don't mind it and I kind of enjoy it and it makes me feel nice. Like if a guy's like, dude, I love your movie. I go, fucking thank you. That means a lot to me. Like it means to me. If you tell someone, if you are looking, I dare you, this is a new challenge, the Two Bears Challenge. Go up to Tom and tell him that he is the funniest part of Two Bears and watch his face not move at all. He'll go, cool. <laughs> and just walk away. Do it to me. Do it to me. Watch my look. I go, for real? You really think so? <laughs> it's it's the difference of us. But those guys, that's what they had. Ryan Dunn didn't feel like he ever needed to leave Pennsylvania. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Pontius, um, he, he, like, he, he's like that. I mean, he just, uh, he's so talented, man. He's so naturally funny. And, um, like, back before jackass when they were doing like the big brother thing like they just could you know like they couldn't get him to go like on a trip or they he wanted to wrestle an alligator but they he just didn't he's just like there's like a i don't know if a, like a motivation factor you know like a, yeah. like a hustle muscle 
You know, like I think Pontius would love to be like, you know, I was telling Pontius for the longest time, dude, you got to get in, like start creating content, man. You can, you can actually build your own audience and you don't have to like get green lit or, you know, approved budget, like whatever. Yeah. You don't need permission from anybody to work. Yeah. You, can just, you can just work. And, and I launched my YouTube channel in 2013. First video I made, I, I, I uploaded two videos together. One was the, the condom prank where I took this, uh, dishwashing detergent that looked exactly oh, like semen yeah. and I squirted that into a into a, a, a rubber so it's like dishwashing detergent in a rubber but it's, it's so just, funny you say rubber I I've never said that word like I've never used that term for that thing okay and I've just and I've just said it but like today I heard Jay-Z say it in a song with Meek Mill or with Memphis Bleak and I went that's crazy that he said rubber I had that, 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 so, and it's just like, and, and I, I put a bunch there, so it was just looked like the most massive load. Yeah. Tied it in a knot, put it in my, uh, my my front pocket, you know, and then I just go waltzing out on Hollywood Boulevard. So people come up to me and they're like, oh, dude, can I get a photo? I'm like, hell yeah, you can. And dude, check this out. <laughs> pull, it out of my, pull it out of my pocket and like swing it. And like people yeah. are like, their reaction to it, you know, it's just like was was always they don't even care. They're, yeah. They they want to get a picture with you so bad, you know. By the end of the, the by the end of the prank, like I'm like laying it on people's heads, like I'm you know swinging it into their faces, like they, it it is incredible. And the other video I I made was um like a pony is breaking a beer bottle over my head, like a real one. Yeah, a real one. Completely That's crazy. Real. Empty? No, full. It's no, 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 no. I'm empty. empty. How can you break it? It's as, hard to break an empty beer as bottle. As long as you follow through enough, it's only like, it, if, as long as it breaks, you're cool. If it doesn't, if it doesn't break, break you get knocked unconscious. Not un unconscious, but, uh, but, and I put them up together. So you got to go hard enough. Yeah, yeah. and Pontius is the only person I trust to do that. Really? He's stern, but fair. <laughs> He's got, you know. I bet, I bet Bam, from what the videos I've seen, I bet he'd take a swing at you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, but, but that, the By the way, sidebar, he does look good today. Like okay. today, he looked good. I, I saw him. He's doing a big Comic-Con thing, and, and I follow him. I follow him. He's When you talk about – when you, I'm careful with my words because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan sure. of his. But, like, but when you talk about like – someone said to me um, – Blowing it? <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about blowing it. He has uh, – like someone said to me the other day, it's a shitty thing, but people go, if you quit drinking, you'll lose all your fans. And then no, I go, no, I, I definitely won't. Ab absolutely. Yeah, I definitely, I, I think that I, they don't even see me drunk. I like, mean, they, 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 there were people, I don't know how many of them there there still are, but I, like I would see people say, oh man, Steve, you were funnier on drugs, man. You were way funnier. That person, when, that not, person's not, a fucked up person. That, that, that person is just plain wrong. Yeah. And you wouldn't be here. And yeah, the, it's like I, saying I would, Chris Farley was funnier on drugs. No, yeah, I would no. I would still love him here. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I say that to Bam is like I I it is a weird thing because I I don't you know. I mean, I tell Bam the same thing, man, dude. Like you, you create content, man. Like you're yeah. the Bam, just like DiCamillo and Pony. It's like Bam could Bam did it all. Like you, you want to talk about three hundred thousand dollars an episode on fucking Viva La Bam. I mean that was the budget for that's oh, a pretty that a that's a pretty standard budget. But that's for, a lot budget wise to piss away. 
I mean, when when it's the total budget for you know a basic cable show, I mean, I don't know. I would guess that we had a three hundred thousand dollar budget for Wild Boys. No, but not per per episode. Uh, I would guess. I mean, I imagine. I imagine it is. I yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm, I think it was one fifty for fucking trip flip, like and like we didn't have to do anything. So I'm sure you. I bet your budget was one fifty. Did you guys fly first class on Wild Boys? Um, sometimes. Really. We, we started out with the um, uh, a sponsorship for the show with Virgin Air. How and, quick and, did you lose that? Like uh, after the first trip, I think. Oh. We, we, were, we, were, we were, what was it? We were trying to like see, we were going on some trip and we went and bought like as much tanning lotion as we We tried to put like the most tanning lotion <laughs> on ourselves to to just try to get the the craziest tan that tanning lotion could possibly get us yeah maui and, babe maui babe is what we used to and, use. and uh and we were just like naked and covered in tanning lotion and just frolicking in the in the uh the first class lounge and that and that was it i think it was one trip we uh does Pontius party um I think that like he tells me that he hasn't had a, a drink in a long time. Um, I I have no reason not to believe him. Was, did he used to party a lot when you did Wild Boys? He, uh, oh yeah, we we drank a lot. Really? Oh yeah, we drank a lot, and there was you know a, a lot of um, dry goods, like not not like powdered goods, but yeah. like just pills and stuff. Really? Yeah, I talked to Tom about it the other day about drinking and he's he, i said i was just we were just casually talking i think it was even longer i said do you think you could we were talking about huberman we had huberman on two bears oh, yeah. what a great guy he's a great guy he's a great guy i want to get him on my thing yeah he's well he's on the wild he's ride. fucking awesome he's yeah. awesome but he um he was saying having one drink a week is like normal and i was like well and i that it doesn't compute to me it's like why even have one right like, why just don't it just don't save the calories or like it means one doesn't do anything to anyone. Are you doing it to shit? Like, what is it like a, is it like a, a, a formal thing you're doing? Like, I just, you know, everyone, I don't have a problem. Like, I don't know why you're doing it. Right. And then Tom, I was said to Tom casually, we're talking and I was like, I was like, can you, can you imagine like, like what's the longest you could go without a drink? And he was like, I don't know when the last time I had a drink was. I was like, wait, what do you mean? I was like, when was the last time you smoked weed? And he was like, I, I don't know. Like, couple months ago and i was like that for me was like i go really and that's right like i think i don't i wasn't drinking at the time and i was like a game changer i was like sweet you don't like have a drink at the end of every day and he's like no i was like that, how do you like dial down and he goes i just sit on the couch and i was like oh that's interesting because i think the majority of people listening right now i would argue i put it on my social media the majority of people probably have more than one drink a week, I yeah. would think, or yeah. they don't drink at all. You know, I mean, yeah, I think that the the difference is like a normal person doesn't think about how many drinks they have. A normal person know? doesn't think at all about it. Yeah, yeah, doesn't. It never even oh, enters their mind. Who like, told me? Someone told me they went to like a, a, a like um only an alcoholic will ever even wonder or think about if they're an alcoholic because that yeah. question would never even well, then come I'm not up. an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> People have asked me that so often and I go, no. And they're like, really? I think that you've told me directly that you think you have a problem. No, I have a problem with everything, with food, with sex. 
Like yeah. I, 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 everything. I have a problem with everything. That's just my personality. But yeah, yeah. I've been. I think uh, Doctor Drew kind of an, an analyzed me, and he was like, "You don't. You're not an alcoholic, but you definitely drink too much." Doctor Drew tried to tell you that you're not an alcoholic. Doctor Drew would call him right now. Give it a shot. By the way. Huberman's got to be disgusted with you. <laughs> <laughs> Huberman doesn't know what to do with me. But, yeah. I, but Huberman lives like uh, he lives. He's a scientist. He lives in Malibu. He's a scientist. Like who? Like what do you expect? It's like it's not. I mean, not like he's. I don't think he's the guy that you introduce to someone and don't give like a little. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think you're giving a... <laughs> He's a scientist, and you're a science experiment. Yeah. Uh, Huberman's like... He, it's, he's an anomaly. He's an anomaly. There are how many Hubermans do exist in the world? He's in the 1% of that brain, right? He's a tenured professor at one of the biggest universities in the, in the country. And he's... All he talks about is longevity. And so, like, yeah. yeah. He's, if he looks at any of us... He's going to see problems in all of us. Dr. Drew. You know, uh, Dr. Drew is... Should I FaceTime him? Yeah, please. He's, um... Whenever I go to a doctor visit, they're By like... By the way, if he says I'm an alcoholic, edit this out. Keep going. <laughs> whenever... I, I, you know, I want to tell him this if, if he picks up. Okay. Whenever I go into a, a doctor appointment, they ask, who's your primary care physician? And I say, Dr. Drew Pinsky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. Really? Yeah, because um, at one point, um, at one point, uh, I, I tattooed a fan and I wasn't wearing gloves. Didn't even occur to me. I was just like, you know, I, I was kind of choked up on the tattoo machine. Like, I was just like, I, all I, I tattooed Yo Mama's name on a guy's butt cheek. And so he could say, I got Yo Mama's name tattooed on my butt. And that, yeah. that's what it says. And uh, I showed my girl the video of that. And she's like, you tattooed somebody without wearing gloves? I'm like, she goes, we're not having sex without a condom for the next six months until you, uh, you know, to clear the window for like HIV risk. What? And I'm like, what? So she made me like wear, wear rubber. And, and I went running to Dr. Drew to go get an AIDS test. Like He know, has those on him? Yeah, I mean, dude, he's a practicing. No, no, I meant like in his pocket. He's like, yeah, come here. No, I went to his office. He's like a physician. He has guy. an office? He's a, he's a doctor with a. Oh, I thought he was one of those like Dr. You, Cosby doctors. No, he's dude, a real he's, doctor. He literally has a medical practice. No. Patients. I think he's got. Like, I think you're confusing him with no, like Dr. I, J. No. Dr. J is the same doctor dude, as Dr. Drew. Like, I, I'm kidding. I'm I, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know he's a real but, doctor. Right. So. So he he gets my blood test. I didn't have AIDS, and I was like, hey, "Can I get a couple extra tubes in my blood just to fuck around with?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, you bet." <laughs> so. <laughs> no. Uh, d uh, wait. What were we just talking about right before then? Um. Huberman. Yeah. Like, uh, see, there, there's, there he is in his. Uh, you know, he's he's a legit. He's doctor. not wearing gloves. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Dr. Drew, I've talked, if you don't think I've talked to Dr. Drew about my drinking before, yeah. you're out of your fucking right. mind. I also have a theory. I also have a theory. You're not going to like this theory. Okay. I believe everyone who is an admitted alcoholic sees everyone's drinking problem. I think they, I think it's like they're hyper aware of everyone's drinking problem and see everything as a problem. 
I like because you it's really hard talking to anyone that's in recovery and not them not convincing you you have a problem the same way that like when COVID was going around and everyone was like like is that a cough you got COVID and like it was like it was like contagious right. I think recovery is contagious okay um I mean, I don't know. I, and whatever. The, my view on it is that um, it's like uh, people who have diabetes, they're not mad at sugar and they don't like. Oh, look. I think they are. You don't I mean, think it's, people it's, with it's diabetes want to eat sugar? Sh well, well, sugar's not a bad thing. It's just that they can't have it. Yeah, but I think they live a life where they go, I would love to be able to eat cake at a birthday party. Like talk to a child who's got diabetes. <laughs> they would love to have cake like everyone else. Do you think they want to sit off the side and have an orange? Probably not. Yeah, but they right? know they can't have it. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so it's not that sugar's bad. It's just that they can't have it. Yeah. Like I, I uh, just can't have it. Yeah. No, you know? I, so I, I agree. Alcohol's not bad, and if you're getting away with it, I love it. You know, yeah. like I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. You know? And maybe I, you're not an alcoholic. I don't care. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to figure it out on two bears one cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't want you to think that like I'm, you know. No, like, I don't I think I, I don't. I don't have a judgment around it. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think you ever have. I don't think I've. I've been able to party in front of you, and you've never yeah. said anything. I've. I've. I also. I think the one of the cool things is like, is I like talking to people that are that are, have been through recovery because I like to hear everything. I like hearing opposing opinions, even of my own. Because I talked to Tom about it today. Today we were talking, and he was like, "Are you drinking for your cruise?" I was like, "I don't know." I was like, I have no fucking idea. I don't really want to. Like, I haven't. The only drink I can really have on this diet is tequila, and I haven't wanted a tequila. I, it, that's the one thing that'll keep you in ketosis. The last time that we uh, had you on my podcast, you you had just discovered tequila that, and soda. The tequila is good for you, or what was it? My recovery was through the fucking roof. You're, oh yeah, you're like now that I've switched to just tequila. Tequila and my soda with lime. band is telling me. My sleep was like ninety seven percent every fucking night. It's the sugars are lower in that than than like beer and everything else. And especially like a mixed drink. How great is Whoop, dude? I fucking love that. I love whoop. it. What was your sleep recovery last night? Uh, I'm like through the roof sober. I'm, I'm yellow. Not sober, I'm but, yellow you know. today. I was uh I, I was just I couldn't fall asleep. How do you sleep? Do you sleep well? Uh, I get sleep apnea. I'm I'm on the See okay, don't get me started. I think sleep sleep apnea is a fucking I think that's big pharma. I really do. Maybe. I, I, think, mean, they tell, I think they tell everyone they have sleep apnea because the nah. machines cost money. I'm telling you. Okay. Because well, you, know, you know they do that with everything, with all the pills, with all the pills. Hey, they, I'm, I'm not backing big pharma. Okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I'm going to tell you how it came up. There were like uh, twice I've been diagnosed with it, but it's just my girl. I'm, I sleep with my girl in bed every night. Yeah. And she's like, yo, you, she's, it freaks me out. It it freaks me out. She says I don't like it. You're sitting there and like you don't breathe for, and then all of a sudden, oh, and then all of a sudden, she goes, <gasps> yeah, you got witnesses. Yeah, she's, you go. she's like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, like you don't breathe, and <gasps> and and uh, and so she fucking made me. Yeah, you know. But I, where was sleep apnea? Did like I'm just curious. Like so, like where was sleep apnea before? Did we just lose people? Because I heard diabetes. I heard before diabetes got discovered, you people just died. Right. Like they, think, didn't they just died. I think that sleep apnea, if I'm not mistaken, it, 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 like there's your heart attacks. For real? I think so. Yeah. I think that, uh, 
I think that it, like uh, over the long run, it, it weakens your heart. Speaking of Huberman losing his mind, he's listening to us talk about all this, going like, "I need to get on Steve's podcast and correct these." Uh, <laughs> like, good. Uh, I I I went to one of those doctors where you get ready for a TV show. <laughs> Who are we gonna call next? That's gonna not give a fuck and blow us up. <laughs> no. Drew's, Drew must be with a patient. Uh, we. <clears throat> We could call. Remember Huberman. how funny it was when you showed me your dick. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 really was a hit of an episode, man. It was. Yeah. It was back when we were we cared. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd like, I, I don't know that uh, that this was a bad one. I mean, we were a little bit all over the place. Not a bad one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was telling great stories and you fucked it all up, but it's, you know. I didn't yeah. fuck it up. Well, because I got there, I was. I remember I was talking about it a bit in the psych ward. That was the juiciest shit ever, and then you derailed it. Don't, <laughs> don't you. <laughs> I just fuck with you, dude. The, uh, but dude, when I was in the, when it said, so I'm in the psych ward, right? Okay. And then yeah. like a week, a week into it, and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go get, I'll, I'll say something fucked up that, um, when, uh, when I finally was like, okay, I'll go to rehab. I went to the rehab where the director of the chemical dependency unit was Dr. Drew Pinsky. No. I showed up there and I was like, dude, and, and I don't even know that I've ever even said that at a public level. Um, he doesn't work there anymore, but he was the director of the chemical, he ran the rehab. And uh, I, I got there and I was like, Drew, um, I know that most alcoholics like don't get it, they, they don't like, it's very the statistics are very bad. Yeah, and I was like, I like I want to give myself every advantage I can. However long you recommend I be here in this rehab, I want to stay significantly longer to give myself a better chance. Which is like, here's a blank check for your this expensive rehab. You know, it's a crazy move. And he said, Wow, I like to hear that you're so committed, but I don't recommend you stay here more than thirty days. What I do recommend, if you're serious, is go into a sober living you know like a halfway house yeah. and 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 so i did man i stayed in a sober living like a halfway house until i had been sober for an entire two years yeah i didn't know that two years yep I, I was i was shooting jackass 3d i had to get like hey i'm gonna be like uh i'm gonna miss curfew tonight because i'm getting catapulted into the sky in a porta potty full of shit Holy like all right fuck. okay well we'll give you permission you know but make sure you get back and scrub the toilet in here <laughs> you know? are you serious yeah i had a roommate yeah Dr. there drew. he is hey drew you're you're saving my life here <laughs> okay yeah, Drew. <laughs> Hello, Steve. What's happening, buddy? Hey, uh, do they need to edit out that I said that you were the director of the chemical dependency unit at the rehab that I went to straight from the psych ward? Do you need to edit that out? Yeah, I'm asking you. Not from. It's up to you. You're the patient. All right. <laughs> Next question. Um, like uh, when I go to uh, doctor visits, they say they always ask me who's my primary care physician, and I say it's Doctor Drew Pinsky. Yes, I've been receiving some of the uh, stuff from the GI doctors. I've been reading it carefully, and so I am happy to take that role for you. Did you uh, did you get one from the the breast augmentation surgery consultation that I went to? I, I did, <laughs> but I look forward to reading about it. I do. You know what? That one's actually in jeopardy. My my girl might be getting through to me that getting double D tits like uh, is. Um, disrespectful and unfair to her. 
I see. You make her feel diminished by having your big tits. I understand. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you guys have always had an interesting dynamic. It might, it might yeah. <laughs> add a layer to things. I know. I, 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 I'm not calling it off. I'm okay. just not getting my boob job on December 1st now. Okay. I'm kicking it and down uh, the road. I'm doing it one step at a time. I'm going to get the big dick tattooed on my forehead and keep that for a few months, see what comes out of it. And, uh, you a big dick tattooed on your forehead? Yeah. yeah. Ted will love that. He, my dad, Ted, will love that. And um, I've just got to find out how long do I last before I get it lasered off. And I'm not oh, going okay. to keep it okay. forever. Okay, fuck. I was like, I'm not going to keep it like, forever, dog. I was dog. like, man, you should. Plan, Steve. What? He's going to love this entire plan. <laughs> He's going to take it. <laughs> yeah, oh, dad. Yeah, dad. I, I, dad's unretired. He's my business manager now. Wait, which, which ones are you getting lasered off? Are you getting any other ones lasered off? I got shit and fuck lasered off my knuckles. Uh, hey, like did that. we have another question for Drew? Oh, is Bert an alcoholic? Well, you know we have a saying in the program, right? You spot it, you got it. So I'm curious what you think. Um, uh, hold on. That's, that's actually my argument. I think everyone in recovery only sees alcoholism. Because they nope. couldn't. Yeah. What are you fucking I mean, nope? The literature tells me that it's not my role to diagnose another okay, alcoholic. Okay, we, just, we just say, hey, if you find that once you start, you can't stop, we have a solution. I'm not pushing well, it on you, but we're here when you're ready. Too. Steve, that's what I say, too, right? I, it's like, look, it's, it's on you. And, you know, you know, it's hard work. You used to tell me that for that matter. You always told me you would say, I'm not ready, but when I'm ready, I'll go all in. And you did. You were as good as your word. Yeah. And, I remember uh, I remember yeah. when, when you reached out to me for season one of Celebrity Rehab. I'll never oh, forget yeah. my response. You said, hey, I've got this show, Celebrity Rehab. You know, Maybe like uh, it, it, it could be helpful for you. And I said, Drew, I have far too much respect for the recovery process to make a mockery of it on television. <laughs> that was my I way of – like, I, I remember that, but the one I was thinking of is when you smashed that table. At oh, yeah. And I was backstage with you saying, dude, we're going to have to do something. You're like, fuck you. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, too, you had another show where uh, it was about um, quitting smoking. And I said, Drew, I will smoke cigarettes through a fucking hole in my throat until I'm dead. There's no way I'm quitting. And, I, and look at that. I quit more than 15 years ago. But back to Bert. Bert has a binge issue for sure. Whether that's real deal stuff, I can't. It's hard to tell. He gets it under control on his own, so it's hard to, you know. What I mean, he actually does get it under control, right? So when people ha can do that, it's hard to say. Well, you gotta you know, follow me. We've got some ideas. <clears throat> but we'll see. You know, when if he wants help, there's help available. There you go. I love it. I'm good. I, I, I... <laughs> fucking. Th this is the weirdest episode of a podcast I've ever done. I'm holding a phone talking about my drinking with Steve-O and Dr. Drew. Yeah, well, I uh, I look forward to Oh, man, I, I reference you in uh, my new comedy special. I'm dying to show it to you. Okay, I can't wait. I talk about how I met this guy who said he could put a four-inch needle into my spine, inject a drug into my spinal cavity, which would render me paralyzed, and then rip out the needle so I could take off and see how far I could sprint before I collapsed paralyzed on the ground. And you said, wow, do I hate that idea. <laughs> That's, that fits. Yeah. Uh, Bert, my, both you guys, you guys, you know, both you guys do this to me. Do you what? Both scare me. 
You're my friends, and you, do, yeah. And you first of all, first of all, my blood sugar is at 82 today. <laughs> my fucking blood pressure is better than it's ever been. I'm down f- almost 40 pounds. Like I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I know. And, and you look, and, and you guys look. Steve-O's years into recovery. He's a, he's I, I he's, his recovery is a is a inspiration. Very and much so. I sent him a text of that. I sent him a text of that. And he's still staring, talking about sticking needles in his spine and doing anesthesia and riding a bike and scare the shit out of me all the time. So, good times. I'll talk to you later, Drew. I love you. Yeah, dude. I love that guy. Yeah, dude. Who doesn't? It's good to have him in your life. I've, yeah, trust is. me, I've talked to Drew a lot. Well, I'm allowed. He used to tell me that, that uh, because we were friends, he wouldn't be my doctor. Oh, yeah. But now he's violated his own rule. Um. Do you wish you had done the episode with Tom? No. You sure? I mean, I would like to have that experience at some time. Wow. Do you, do you know Tom? Uh, I, I know him not quite as well as you. You, you, you picked I, the right one. I, I, I know him not. Trust me, our friendship, our, me and your friendship is, I, I, I'm interested to see you do Two Bears with Tom. I, I would love to. He's the and, best. And, and I dude, think check he's... this out. The, the last time Tom was on my podcast, uh, yeah, he, we started off, and with him saying, "You know how much I love you." He says, "I'm here. I just, I just canceled an MRI appointment for some MRI that that he was like, there's like a, a, a very difficult to get that appointment, and he, yeah. and, he, and he finally got it, and he said, "I love you so much that I put you." Over that. Tom, I'll tell you, man, Tom doesn't fuck around. He doesn't fuck around. He will not be your friend. He will not talk to you if he doesn't like you. He just won't. He's he's very, very, very different than me and you. He has boundaries. Yeah. I mean, and that meant so Yeah, it meant so much to me. And, um, you know, on your mom's house, I've been on there a couple times. Uh, always the best time. Yeah, well, I love, I think your mom's house is such a great fit for his brain because it really is, it really is the way, he, what makes him giggle. What makes him giggle is that shit. That yeah. fucking, he loves, he, lo- I, yeah, he's, what makes him giggle, what makes me giggle are two different things, but what makes us giggle together is the same thing. Okay. He likes really violent, disturbing stuff. I did, I do not. He's going to love my special. He's going to absolutely love your special. He will <laughs> buy it behind the paywall at stevo.com. He will watch it over and over again, and he will have you on and tell you his favorite parts. Your your chick talking about shit is, will be one of his favorite. He I mean, loves he's going to love it all. He's going to love when I'm actually simultaneously falling out of an airplane and ejaculating all over the By place. By the way, that's the one part I wanted to see. I'll show it to you. I have a meeting that started... I have a meeting that started two minutes ago. Yeah. The uh, buddy, I love you to death. I'm so proud of you, I, and I say proud, and I have no attachment to that pride. Meaning, I didn't do anything to watch you succeed. I just watched you succeed from afar as a fan that is has known of you the entire time I've been in this business. And to see where you are today is inspirational. And don't think I don't take anything lightly about anything you ever say to me, life wise and and health wise and direction wise. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm kind of just like fucking with you. Like, I, I know. you know, I'm not like. I know, I, but I, but I, I want some... you to know you're you're an inspiration. I you well, there's a lot man. of people I draw inspiration from where the things you've done are they're mountains that not everyone climbs. I 
I'm not going to even argue with that. I have no idea how I was bestowed with the willingness to become what I've become. It's it's impressive. And anyone who doesn't see all your accomplishments for what they are is lying to themselves and, and or ignorant. So, well, I, and I'm, I'm congratulations on the new special. It, it's really fucking good. Yeah, huh? I, it's really fucking good. And I hope all our fans go out and, and support you, number one. But trust me, it's something... You guys will fucking like, and your mom's house fans. This is up your alley. If let these me, aren't, let me tell. Let me tell everybody this. At the, I taped my special um, two shows in one night. The first show, five audience members passed out. One of them on their face. Dude, and, I like, think I saw that one. No, yeah, you, you saw that one. That's fucking. That is the. That, that's just the promo. Is the, that promo right there of you this, of that guy fucking taking a header? The late show, I think. Only three people passed out, but like it, like I went around the world and and made audience members just pass out. And the worst is when people like they think, oh, I don't feel right, you know. After I saw that video, I don't feel right. Like, and they get up and while they're walking, they fall down. Yeah. So many people in ambulances with like broken noses and and like all the the rest of it. Like, I've never heard of a jackass movie making people pass out in the audience and literally like this is bigger i mean this is more intense than jackass ever has been in my opinion and i've, uh, I mean, I've watched every jackass there is like like it's like better when it comes to comedy and stuff is very subjective yeah but it is objective black and white like you can't do on jackass what i did for this not at all not at and, all uh, because you can't break the law you can't um Will it ever go to YouTube? No, it won't go. It can't go to yeah, YouTube. Yeah, it can't. It can't go. Pornhub is the best bet. It's it's going to either Pornhub or the, or or go to Stevo.com. Yeah, I'm really proud of of uh, you know I, I did 11 years in comedy clubs before I graduated to the theaters. Now I'm 13 years into comedy, and like finally I kind of got that that craft like to yeah. a place where I just like I'm comfortable doing it. Yeah, and my world's converged so it's jackass meet stand-up and at a level that is like literally the bar has been raised and it's, an, and it's a natural stoked. progression for you it really is uh, and i think like i said I, I saw the one before this and i thought i fucking love what you're doing I, but you're you're a multimedia dude this is the natural progression it's like if mike tyson was did a one-man show but then showed you all the shit he's talking about and but you you to, for lack of better words, for two dudes who've done it their entire life, you underpromise and overdeliver, and um, that's it's a fucking great special, dude. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, brother. I love you. I love you too. And uh, yeah, dude, you're not an alcoholic, dude. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we all die one day. <laughs> yeah. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave.